Shalom, I'm Jonathan Hessen, and this is TV7 Times Observer. Joining me all the way from the United States is my dear brother and friend who co-hosts this program, Amir Tsarfati. Amir, how are you today? Shalom, Jonathan. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Praise God. Of course, uh, many of our viewers were asking, okay, why did you delay this program uh, by a week? Uh, you weren't feeling too well. Now you're exactly. all better. Praise God. So yeah, I was. Uh, I, I I had something that uh, put me uh, in bed for a few days, so I wasn't feeling well. But thankfully, I'm all recovered and I'm ready to go. Praise Thank God. You. All right. How about we open with prayer, then read yes. the Psalm of the day, and then dive into today's observation of the times, if you will. Okay. No problem. Father, we thank you so much that you are the Lord of everything. You created the heavens and the earth, and uh, you made us, and we are for you. And we ask now, Father, that uh, through this program, you will bring so much comfort and hope to people in times of desperation and, and need for hope. Uh, Father, there's so much brokenness, uh, hopelessness, and, and fear in the hearts of millions around the world. We ask that uh, you will continue to work in our hearts uh, through your word, because your word is true and we need to be sanctified by it. We thank you for this program and uh, we ask your blessing upon it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Today we'll uh, start with a short reading of Psalm 90. So if uh, all of you at home would like to join us for the, this reading, I will initially start in Hebrew, or actually, Amir will start in Hebrew, uh, and then I will uh, read in the the English translation from the New King James Version. Go ahead. Amir. Yeah. Just uh, to make sure everybody knows, this is the only Psalm Moses wrote. And so it makes it the oldest psalm in, in the Bible. So let me start. Tfilale Moshe, Isha Elohim, Adonai, Maonata Haitalanu, Bedo Vado, Beterem Harim Yuladu, Vetehulel Eretz Vetevel, Umeolam Adolam Atael, Teshev Enosh Ad Daka, Batomer Shuvu Bne Adam, Ki Elef Shanim Beinecha, כיום אתמול כי יעבור, והשמורה בלילה. זרמתם שנה יהו בבוקר כחציר יחלוף. בבוקר יציץ וחלף. לערב ימולל ויבש. כי כולנו מאפך, ובחמתך נבהלנו. שת אבוננו לנגדך, עלומנו למאור פניך. כי כל ימינו פנו כעברתך, כיליונו שנינו כמו הנה. ימי שנותינו בהם שבעים שנה, ואם בגבורות שמונים שנה, ורבהם עמל, ואבן כגז חיש ונעופה. מי יודע עוז אפך, וכירתך עברתך. למנות ימינו כן הודע, ונבוא לבב חוכמה. Shuva Adonai Ad Matai Vinachem Al Evarecha Savanu Baboker Hasdecha Veniranina Venismecha Bechol Yemenu Samachnu Kimot Anitenu Shnotra Inu Ra'a Ire El Avadecha Poalecha 
והדרכה על בניהם. ויהי נועם אדוני אלוהינו עלינו, ומעשה ידינו חוננה עלינו, ומעשה ידינו חוננהו. אמן ואמן. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man back into dust and say, return or children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it passes by. Or as a watch in the night, you have swept them away like a flood, they fall asleep. In the morning they are like grass which sprouts anew. In the morning it flourishes and sprouts anew. Toward evening it fades and withers away, for we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we have been dismayed. You have placed our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days have declined in your fury. We have finished our years like a sigh. As for the days of our life, they contain seventy years, or if due to strength, eighty years. Yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, for soon it is gone and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger and your fury according to the fear that is due you? So teach us to number our days, that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Do return, O Lord, how long will it be? And be sorry for your servants. O satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days you have afflicted us, and the years we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your majesty to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, Amen. confirm the work of our hands. Amen. 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 One of the things, Jonathan, that strikes me in this uh, psalm, besides... A, 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 a psalm of a very so many things woman. strike me in this yeah, psalm. <laughs> he's a very tired man, Moses. Here you can t- you can tell. Mm. But one of the things you can see is says in verse ten, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And and you know, especially now in these days, Jonathan, Ephesians chapter five verse sixteen says uh, the following thing. It says. Um, redeeming the time because the days are evil we really mm. need to redeem the time teach us to count our days not to waste our time on futile things and uh, even though I mean the time goes by like that uh, Moses says before you know it you're 70 and you might be 80 and uh, and that's it things dwindle down from that moment so um, may God give us the wisdom to count our days he, we ask him to teach us to count our days and to redeem the time because the days are evil amen amen with that being said Moses also speaks about Lord when are you coming back when are when are you taking us to you because we're yes. done being here take us to you and 
this is something that comes forth so often, and we're all so eager. Correct. To be reunited with him. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, take know, us to Habakkuk. Yeah. Correct. Chapter 2, uh, verses 3 and 4. Habakkuk, mm-hmm. chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Go ahead, Amir. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, throughout the scriptures, God is looking for people who are eagerly waiting for his return to take us. So it is a very biblical thing to want to be out of here, uh, but not to be out of here by ways of uh, depression and putting an end to your life, but be out of here by ways of expecting him to come and take us. And in Habakkuk chapter 2, Uh, verse 3, this is a flagship verse regarding all of those people that uh, think that God may be late. Um, so, so yeah, chapter 3 and 4, Yes. which I think is also very important. Verse 9. Super important, exactly. So, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. There's an appointed time. And then he says, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. In Mm. other words, uh, God's word is the last word. And it is true. It is. It, he cannot lie. And then he says, though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. In other words, when we think that God is late, wait, because he is never late. He is never late. In our mind, we may think he is late. But in God's mind... He's always on time. It's just that we don't know God's appointed times. There are things that he allowed us to know, and there are things that are his appointed times. And Like none of us knew when exactly Jesus is going to be born. But the Bible says at the appointed time, Mary gave birth, or Mary uh, was pregnant and then gave birth. God, in his mind, knew exactly when he's going to do that. But he didn't share it with us exactly the day or the hour or the month or the year. And when it came, it was the appointed time. So regarding his return to take us, it is an appointed time. We don't know it, but the Bible says we need to be ready at all time. And that's, that's, that's the way we need to live. I think it's also important to highlight, in addition to that, the fact that we need to be humble. For the the reality in which we live, people who cannot comprehend, we need to reflect Christ through us. Absolutely. And it says here, behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith, which is connected to to three. Mm -hmm. We need to be humble in Christ to know that he will take us to him. And therefore, we shouldn't all the time, you know, push here. Yes. We're, we're going, you're going to stay. No, no, we need to proactively no. engage in God's work. As Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, 
we are God's worksmanship through Christ Jesus to do good works. Yes, and uh, I think, yeah, you're right. Um, the Bible says also that we are the ambassadors of Christ. Second uh, Corinthians chapter five verse twenty says, uh, "We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God." I mean, we are here for the purpose of reaching out to others and and imploring them to reconcile with God, not not to separate ourselves and, and say, hey, we go and you stay. No, no. Our mm. job here as ambassadors is to represent him and to implore people to be reconciled. You spoke with me before uh, the show, obviously, also about uh, 2 Peter 3, verses 8 to yeah. 9. So, yeah, uh, Second which... Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9 is, is the equivalent, I think, to Habakkuk chapter uh, 2, verse uh, uh, verse four, um, and um, yeah, you want to read it, and and it's Would also. Would you like to read that? Yeah, I'll read it uh, in English, of course. But remember, it, it remi- reminds us also Psalm ninety. Uh, mm-hmm. For a thousand years are like one day for God. So look what it says here. Mm-hmm. It says, "For behold, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord." One day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How amazing that God's time is based on God's mercy, on God's heart for, and love for, for this world. And so while we think, hey, it's time for us to go, take us out of here, God says, just like he said to Paul in, in, in the city of Corinth, he said, I still have many people in this city. Because Paul wanted to go out. He says, I'm done with this city. And, and God showed to him in a vision at night and he said, stay here longer. Be encouraged. I have many people in this city. So that's the mindset we need to have when things are tough and, and, and you know, depressing. We need to remember our sole purpose of being here is ambassadors of Christ to cause, to implore others, to reconcile to God. And, of course, God is not done with us yet because God is wishing that no one will perish because the, it's the wages of sin that is death. God is, you know, God wants us to know that there is a solution for sin, that he provided the ultimate solution, and all that it takes is faith in him, and that faith in him who came to die for us and take our penalty will give us the strength to overcome that sin and to live life of victory. But without that faith, it's impossible. With that being said, uh, I'm overwhelmed by those uh, statements. And they're, you know, God is so good. Yes, For God so loved the world that he saved, uh, He sent his one and only son, that who, yes. whomever will believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And people all over the world, all around us, in our families, amongst our friends, they are oblivious to this fact and it is through us we are 
the vessels that God uses to project him to our surroundings, to our families. And we need to allow him to work through us to our surroundings. Uh, Again, in humbleness and in righteousness and faith. Redeem our time and and count our days. Number, teach us to number our days. Every day matters. While we're still here, every day matters. I mean, even though I I was curious about Habakkuk 3, um, verses 2 to 5, actually to 6, we don't have very much time, and I'd like to, uh, to focus on the the times that we're living in right now uh-huh. of course so much is happening i will keep this i'll put this aside we will put it for the next program which we will do also in this format but let's move to to the current situation of course israel is faced with plenty of challenges to the north to the south to the east and geopolitically speaking it is quite intriguing, as somebody who studies the, the geopolitical scene daily from multiple angles, it's amazing to see how alliances are being slowly but gradually formed, and they are coming in line with biblical prophecy it doesn't mean that this is the ultimate situation per scripture but i'd like to hear your perspective on things from a biblical perspective we've been talking on tv7 for so long about uh the situation of course vis-a-vis iran syria the situation in lebanon the situation vis-a-vis turkey everything is slowly manifesting itself As part of what is evolving in Afghanistan, of Mm -hmm. course, we see uh, Al-Qaeda already marching back in. Dawlat Islam bil-Iraq wa bilad al-Sham wilayat Huraya, which everybody calls for some reason ISIS-K, is basically a derivative from the Taliban. The leaders of this organization are tribal leaders from Hursan district uh, or province in Afghanistan who were leaders in the Taliban and then decided to pledge allegiance to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, who was, of course, uh, in 2014, the leader of uh, the Islamic State, if you will. Yeah. All of this, of course, with the American decision, which is a long-time decision, uh, as uh, you know, the Americans are pivoting eastward to deal with the Chinese. And therefore, they are, they called it a global posture review to reallocate their funds, to uh, redeploy their troops to the places that they believe in the White House, in the Pentagon, are a better place to contend with this issue that is called China within the context of great power competition. Yeah. Now, of course, the irony of this is that while the United States disengaged from Afghanistan and is seeking to uh, reallocate those funds and troops to the east, the Taliban already announced that it is going to allow China and Turkey 
reconstruct Afghanistan, granting it access. Pakistan and Iran, of course, together are very much um, involved in this whole endeavor. And we're seeing an alignment of various countries, various uh, organizations that are very, very dedicated to destruction, not only of Israel, but of the West. Mm. What can we understand from a biblical perspective with regard to the way everything is coming into place? Yes. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that are happening all around the world and uh, the alliances between countries. Everything is great. Um, uh, But, you know, scriptures are telling us, uh, as as far as Bible prophecy is concerned, that Bible prophecy is not about countries as of the relations between each other, but it's all of how they relate to Israel, the people and the land. That's all that Bible prophecy is dealing with. Every single prophecy in the scriptures that you read is about foreign nation. It's in relation to Israel. So when we look at this situation right now, we need to ask ourselves, okay, everything you mentioned is true. There's alliances that are being built. And we we obviously know that China secretly worked with the Taliban even earlier to make sure that they get their chunk of the the rare minerals in Afghanistan. There's a lot of stuff there. But but my point is, what happened in the last two weeks that is reflecting on Israel? That's the question from the scriptures perspective. And and I will tell you this, regardless of... of, uh, whether we agree or not, America now is being perceived weak. Now, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. It matters how it's being perceived by the countries all around. And you can clearly see that by how all the mice are coming out of the holes right now, by how North Korea is now restarting their nuclear uh, uh, plant, by how China is now telling everyone that is coming into this the, their territory if, if you need to let us know in advance we need to give you permission to go through by how uh, Iran is enriching uranium to levels that are I mean out in the open they don't, I, mean, they don't I think it's very important to to explain something very shortly the perception of America being weak is not necessarily uh, the weakness of its power to obliterate nations because the United no, States strong power is uh, unequivocally beyond every other nation. It's yes. uh, military budget is about uh, 780 to 800 billion us dollars, as opposed to the second tier, which is China at 240. So just that, yeah. but it, no, it I, lacks I totally political will. It lacks uh, the, the public will to grant the government or the decision uh, makers the tools in order to execute strong power, which... Well, in America, yeah. In America, the president is the commander-in-chief. Unlike in Israel, um, in America, although he's a civilian, he's the commander-in-chief. And therefore, if if the president is weak, then it will project weakness everywhere else. His decisions will project weakness. Now, 
I didn't say that the military of the United States is weak, not at all. In fact, uh, it's the opposite. But I will tell you that America is being projected weak because of the decisions and how the decisions are made by the political uh, level and by the president who is, what can we say, the commander in chief right now. So, but the point is this, we can clearly see that by the, in the eyes, and I'm, again, I'm saying in the eyes of Russia, of China, of Iran, of North Korea, even of Turkey, America is right now weak. That's how they are perceiving it. it whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. It's all about perception in the Middle East. And in for ages, it's been like that. Now, um, what happened is this, the minute after this failed uh, retreat took place, um, the Iranians tweeted uh, to us, about us, take a look at what happens there and see if you can trust your, your patron, your, your ally, America. Uh, the Chinese tweeted to the Taiwanese, take a look at what's going on there. That's how your uh, patron and ally is, is weak. So my point is this, um, Israel is now being perceived also as weak because America is being perceived as weak. This is a, a matter of perception. And why do I mention all of that? Biblically, Jonathan, we've been talking about that for months now. The next thing as we can see in, in Bible prophecy that will happen is the invasion uh, that is led by Russia with Turkey and Iran as well. And, and that is in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Now you and I know that if there was a very strong American president that would really be something or someone people will fear from, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on all these three countries to make any move in the near future. Right now, Israel's ranking in, of military went down from number eight to number 20. Iran and Egypt and Saudi Arabia are even ahead of us in the ranking of, 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 soup, of, of the strength of its military. Now, again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that's how we are being perceived also. With so that when, being said, uh, Amir, we are running out of time okay. and we will have additional consecutive programs to complete those uh, uh, discussions on, on this topic uh, specifically, because I think it's very important for everyone to hear and to understand the biblical perspective of, of all of this. So, unfortunately, we have to, to stop here. Even though reality is quite turbulent, we know that the God of Israel is strong Man. and remains Man. strong, and he is in control. Yeah. So, with that, uh, thank you so much, Amir, and uh, we will see you in the next uh episode that that is going to happen not too far away and uh with that also to thank to our viewers who have joined us for today's program and we will see you very soon for yet another episode of tv7's times observer shalom, shalom.